When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The truth is the most convincing story that maps onto reality, and that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. We are Americans. While elections are sometimes messy... This was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. It's Wednesday, April 26th, 2023, the 826th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. A warm welcome and hello to all of you listening to the podcast on the day of its release. The only way to do that is by becoming a paid subscriber at I'm your moderator.substack.com. You can do so for as little as $50 a year or $5 a month. And in doing so, you will be supporting me, the work I do, and this show as it expands. And if you can't or you simply don't want to, continue listening to the podcast for free on a wide variety of podcast platforms. And of course, Rumble. All I ask is that you share it with your friends. You can find the links to the podcast, the writing, the social media, and the merch site by visiting linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. So yesterday we talked at length about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the countless issues of Biden family corruption that are beginning to come to light 
to the general public, to all of the villagers, the people who have not ventured outside the village walls, the people who have spent their lives trusting the news and trusting the science and trusting the experts, any voice from the authoritative source must be trusted. And because it's the authoritative source, it must be right. And if it must be right, then you don't need to search for more options so they never do. Now, despite their total unwillingness to search outside the central narrative for any knowledge, they are beginning to realize that, unfortunately for them, some of these issues are just too big to avoid, and once they reach a certain critical mass of understanding, once the story has developed fully and reached a critical mass, some of that truth from the outside makes its way inside the village walls and all of the villagers are exposed to this new information and they have to figure out how to deal with it. The authoritative source continues telling them everything is fine, even though all this stuff is sort of true, like they said. But it's not that they were right. It's that new information has emerged. And so we're going to need to give you a whole bunch of new slogans to replace the old slogans. And you just run around saying those things to everyone. You will still be on the right side of everything, according to the authoritative source. And that's all that matters. We are reaching a point where the villagers are either beginning to realize that something is wrong and they're trying to figure out how to respond. They know that the authoritative source has let them down and embarrassed them once again. And others are doubling down on the false reality, refusing to believe that any of it's true, because once they begin to believe that some of it's true, then the whole thing starts to fall away. And when that happens, they know in advance that they're going to have to question just about everything. And people are going to realize exactly where they've stood on all these issues for these last few years, what they've said, what they've done, how they've treated people. All of that is part of the calculation they're making in deciding whether to accept that everything they know is wrong or continuing ever more quickly down the path that is going to lead them to an absolute nervous breakdown. Now, with most of the villagers, most of the Biden supporters and by Biden supporters, I mean anyone who has attested to the legitimacy of Joe Biden's presidency and still fights against the Trump movement. All of those Biden supporters, they're all realizing this stuff. Even the rhinos, the uniparty right among them, they know that something is wrong. And with all of this going on, things collapsing around Joe Biden, he has announced his new presidential campaign, as I mentioned yesterday. Well, I want to get into his campaign announcement video. He didn't actually do a thing where he had to speak through his announcement. He put out a video because that's the only way you can guarantee that Joe Biden isn't going to make a massive error in his own campaign announcement. You know, something like this. All these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go. You know, the, you know, the thing. You can't have that when you're trying to get people to take you seriously. At the same time, massive stories are coming out about how corrupt your family is. So they went with a video. 
And how do you mess up a video? Well, you can't in terms of performance. You're going to get exactly what you want, but you can mess up the video if what you want is really bad. So here's the video and let's see. More important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a revolution protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms, cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what health care decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty, respect, and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing us. Every generation of Americans have faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. Now, I know on a podcast, you don't get the joy of watching that video. Trust me, it was one of the most diverse videos you could ever imagine. Barack Obama was in it. Ketanji Brown Jackson was in it. Maxine Waters was in it. That means that Joe Biden, the man who was mentored for decades in politics by a Klan leader, is actually the savior of black people. And don't worry. He's the savior of Hispanic people as well, according to that video. Extreme MAGA Republicans are trying to destroy your lives, according to Joe Biden, but also unity. And everyone is equal and everyone gets a fair shot, except those extreme MAGA Republicans who are trying to destroy the country, trying to take away a woman's right to control her own body, trying to make it harder for you to vote. Now, 
I wonder who the you is he's talking to there. It could be dead people. It could be illegal immigrants. And it could be people who have not ever existed because those groups all make up a big portion of Joe Biden's voter base. But the theme here is Joe Biden says we must finish the job and he's the man to do it. He was, quote unquote, elected in 2020 to do a job. And now he needs another four years to finish that job. 70% of the country, according to recent polls, however much stock you put in those, says that Joe Biden should not run for another term. 70% of the country doesn't want Joe Biden to finish the job. But what job is Joe Biden trying to finish? Well, the most instructive thing would be to look back at the job he said he was going to start when he was first running for fake president. The promises he made on the campaign trail, what his agenda was from the get go. You might remember that Joe Biden was campaigning on Build Back Better. We were in the middle of a very deadly pandemic that was expected to destroy society. We were amid a race war that the communists and domestic terrorists in Black Lives Matter Antifa had started because we were told that George Floyd, who died of a fentanyl overdose, was actually murdered by a cop with his knee. And that would justify month after month of rioting, burning, looting, and assault in major Democrat-run metropolitan areas around the country. Society was being destroyed. We need to build back better. You see, without society being destroyed, there's nothing to build back better from. So first, society did need to be destroyed. And that's you know why Joe Biden and his friends helped destroy it. But after that, Someone needs to build it back better. That's the entire point. That's why leaders all around the world agreed that building back better was the strategy for the future. It's a very pertinent question to ask, how do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. To build back better than before. Remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better. Is my plan to build back better. Uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to, to build back in a positive way. I have launched a booklet called Build Back Better, Britain After Coronavirus. It's about building this country back better. Growing conspiracy following it. It is called The Great Reset. An unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build back better. Building back better our economy. Build back better. All elements of the great reset are fundamental to building the future we need. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. It's a big effort 
to, some would say, to build back, back better. We would say to really have a great reset. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. Leaders across our country and around the world wanted to build back better, in line with the agenda of Klaus Schwab, who you heard there at the end, and the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab wrote a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset, where he described the agenda that they are pursuing and, over time, implementing. That was Joe Biden's purpose for running to implement that agenda in line with these other world leaders who were implementing the agenda in their countries and in, you know, the countries that they colonize. That agenda works in coordination with the UN's 2030 agenda. They march in lockstep with the EU and NATO and the WHO, the WTO, the IMF. And as we've discussed many times, the World Economic Forum lists its corporate partners right on its website. You can go to the partners page and find a thousand transnational corporations all aligned with that same global agenda. And that global agenda is in every way global communism. One of the key slogans of that agenda is you will own nothing and be happy. That is the promise always. Once you own nothing, then you will be equal to everyone else who owns nothing, which they tell you is going to be everybody except them. Because you see, they're the experts. They're the ones tasked to manage everything. So they need to be well taken care of as they figure out what to do to make you happy while you own nothing. Let's hear Joe Biden talk about it as he attempted to get this Build Back Better bill passed. And it's worth noting, again, you can't see the video, but everyone else in the video besides Joe Biden is wearing a mask. Build Back Better plan lowers prices for families and gets people working. It creates the best educated workforce and hopefully in the world and ensures it remain the most dynamic and productive economy in the world. It's good for families, it's good for the economy, and it's good for the country. And so I'm grateful for the support of the CEOs that are here. I know they're somewhat busy, <laughs> to say the least, and uh, they represent a broad spectrum of the economy and uh, employ workers across the country from senior executives to high-skill entry-level workers. So there should be no doubt that Joe Biden is on board with the Build Back Better plan. The Build Back Better plan is part of the Great Reset, as you just heard Klaus Schwab say. The Great Reset is in no way a conspiracy theory, or else Klaus Schwab wouldn't have written the very book upon which the conspiracy theory is based. It cannot be a conspiracy theory if he tells us it's what it is and we agree, yes, that's what it is. There's no conspiring going on. It is simple acceptance that this person intends to implement the agenda he describes in forums all around the world and in book after book after book, in talk after talk after talk, the agenda that he's literally coordinating with transnational corporations and other global governing bodies. There's no way that can be a conspiracy theory. Because it's all just right out there. 
All you have to do is accept the reality as they tell it to you. No part of it is a conspiracy theory. What they are trying to correct in the public understanding is the idea that people think the Great Reset and this global communist agenda is bad because that's the conspiracy theory part. See, you can know every bit of the system, but the conspiracy theory is that the system is going to be bad. To them, it is a well-crafted plan that will make everything better. And if you don't support it, well, then you might end up in the useless eater pile, which is where Yuval Noah Harari would throw you. Yuval Noah Harari, of course, is the philosopher king of the World Economic Forum. He is a big part of the theory behind all of this. He's the one that makes it sound smart and rational and moral. That's literally his job to do that. Some of the most evil and destructive ideas of all time are reconstrued as the most moral thing. And if you don't agree with that position, then you're a conspiracy theorist. So this is the job that Joe Biden wants to finish, and he's not shy about it. They haven't moved away from this agenda in any way. They're literally not allowed to do that. The agenda is the only thing that's why he's there. Nobody hired Joe Biden for his competence. They hired him because it's easy to blame the old, perverted, corrupt idiot for the crash that is guaranteed to happen on his watch as this terrible agenda is implemented and destroys people's lives. The guy came into office mandating vaccines and talking about how people's lives would be ruined if they didn't go along with it. That's the job the fake president means to finish. It's the polar opposite of draining the swamp. Joe Biden intends to entrench the swamp permanently. He's going to protect the swamp forever. It's the sort of job for which you might hire one of the most corrupt politicians in American history, if not the history of the world. But Joe Biden wants to finish the job. Now, one thing I always do when I'm thinking about the things that people are saying, their messaging, what they're trying to achieve with their messaging, is I try to imagine that the thing they're saying is actually true to someone. And Joe Biden claiming he wants to finish the job is true to a certain group of people. They want to see that agenda totally implemented according to plan. They're all heavily invested in this project together. The global governing organizations, various other world leaders, the transnational corporate partners of the World Economic Forum. And of course, all the NGOs and philanthropists and philanthropy organizations that support the implementation of this agenda. Joe Biden needs to tell them that everything is still going according to plan. Joe Biden is a disseminator of the voice of the authoritative source. Same way the media is, same way the tech companies are, same way academia is, the political parties, the corporations, you can go on and on. They are all trying to implement the same agenda. They are all trying to disseminate the same voice from the authoritative source. This is the information we use. We are going to update you continuously on how you are to talk about it. And now people have their marching orders. Joe Biden is making the pitch that everything is just fine. He's going to be able to remain in place. 
he's going to get done the things they want done. Now, so far, that's been a disaster. But we're talking about the villagers who are listening to him. They're not allowed to go outside of this thing. They can't say Joe Biden is doing a horrific job. And they certainly can't say, wait a second, this agenda is not at all what I was told it would be. This actually seems really bad and no one likes it. How is this going to work out? You can't say any of that. And you can't admit that the project is a failure and that Joe Biden himself is one of the worst possible people to ever put in a position of even symbolic leadership. So they're going to have to figure out a way to keep everybody on board and to keep everybody in their state of willingness to continue repeating the slogans. So what did they decide on? They decided we should tell everybody Joe Biden's going to finish the job. And someone says, well, hey, Joe Biden's pretty old and pretty demented. Don't you think maybe he's not up to the task? And they say, well, I understand all that. But the agenda is being implemented and Joe Biden, I believe, is the right man to finish the job. And you say, well, what about all this corruption? You don't think anything's going to come from that? And they say, come on, we know we have this system under control. None of that's going to come to anything. We just need to give Joe Biden a little longer to finish the job. And someone says, hey. You can't really believe that Joe Biden can make it through six more years of this, can you? And they say, well, if he doesn't, that's all right, because whatever we can get from him, we know that he's intending to finish the job. Video statements, change where the primaries start, refuse to do debates, it doesn't matter. Because elections don't matter, because we're going to steal them, and Joe Biden's going to be right there to finish the job. What do you expect us to do? Find a new person and start a different job? We can't do that. There's only one job and that job must be finished. I would suggest that there is not a single person who deep down believes that Joe Biden should be allowed to finish this job. But there are plenty who will say that they can't go in a different direction because it's so important that the job get finished and we just don't want to take any chances with someone other than Joe Biden because he's got a proven track record of doing whatever he's told. This morning, Donald Trump released another video statement about Joe Biden. It's a short one. Here it is. It turns out that Joe Biden and the Biden White House knew everything about the unconstitutional raid by the FBI and DOJ on Mar-a-Lago, despite their unequivocal denial. They denied it. They said, we know nothing about it. We know absolutely nothing about it. We would never do such a thing. They lied. How horrible and sick it is. This is all about election interference. That's what they're doing. They can't win the election. They're way behind in the polls. The only way they can possibly do it is election interference Stop the radical left or our country is dead. Thank you. And Donald Trump is right, of course. Just a couple of weeks ago, we got additional confirmation that the Biden administration, the fake president's administration, was directly involved with the Mar-a-Lago raid using a special access request. 
according to documents from the National Archives. That is just one part of the get Trump effort. As we know, the walls are closing in later again. But there's more of the get Trump effort evolving right now. The walls are closing in later again as we speak. And I'm talking about this case in New York, the E. Jean Carroll rape accusation of Donald Trump. Now, let's remember who E. Jean Carroll is. She was on with Anderson Cooper a few years ago telling her story. Here's how that went. The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it it hurt. It just what it just, you know, well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most sexual. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. So that was E. Jean Carroll on Anderson Cooper. And during that same clip, she talked about how she was not the victim. Women who are victims of sexual violence are the real victims, kind of implying that she's not a victim of sexual violence. And of course, she's not. There's absolutely no proof whatsoever that Donald Trump was involved with this woman in any way. And in the four years since that video, absolutely nothing has emerged to suggest that he was. You can read Donald Trump's deposition from this trial. It's actually hilarious. He doesn't take any of this seriously because none of this should be taken seriously. This is a wacky woman making a ridiculous claim based on absolutely nothing. Eric Trump responded to this last night on Truth Social. He wrote, zoom out. Jean Carroll's legal battle against my father is allegedly being funded by political activist Reed Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn, a civil lawsuit being funded by a billionaire with no direct involvement in the case out of pure hatred, spite or fear of a formidable candidate is an embarrassment to our country, should be illegal and tells you everything you need to know about the case at hand. Now, you might remember a couple of weeks ago, I discussed an article from Puck News. This is March 21st, 2023. The headline of that article is SBF informants and a strange DeSantis bedfellow. It is all about this man, Reed Hoffman, a longtime billionaire Democrat donor from the article on Puck News. An explosive rumor coursing through Democratic big money circles made its way to me last week. Was Reed Hoffman, the billionaire LinkedIn founder, whose fundraising moves are closely followed by other progressive mega donors in Silicon Valley, really about to spend millions in the 2024 election to support Ron DeSantis? And the gossip is kind of true. I have learned with a few key caveats. Hoffman is indeed planning to get involved in the Republican presidential primary, I'm told, and his top advisor, Dimitri Melhorn, has communicated that plan in closed door conversations as a top 2024 priority. The logic, according to a person familiar with the strategy, is pretty simple. Democrats have two shots to take out Donald Trump next year, first in the primary and then in the general, and it would be foolish to waste one of those chances. So Reid Hoffman, the LinkedIn founder, Tied to SBF Sam Bankman-Fried of the FTX scandal, 
is potentially planning to financially support Ron DeSantis in a potential Republican primary in order to get Trump out of the picture. And he is also funding this ridiculous rape lawsuit against Donald Trump. Eric Trump is right. That should tell you everything you need to know about the case. But if it doesn't, here's some more. This is November 24th, 2022, ABC News. E. Jean Carroll files new lawsuit against Donald Trump alleging defamation and battery. That's the case that's being heard right now. Former L columnist E. Jean Carroll sued former President Donald Trump for the second time on Thursday, alleging defamation and battery under a new law in New York that allows adult sex assault victims to file claims that would otherwise be barred by the passage of time. New York's Adult Survivors Act, which took effect on Thanksgiving, opens a one-year window for adult victims to file claims. Carroll previously sued Trump for defamation over statements he made in 2019 when he denied her claim that he raped her in the dressing room of Bergdorf Goodman in the 1990s. Her new lawsuit alleged a second claim of defamation over statements Trump made last month. So Donald Trump is not allowed to say mean things about a crazy woman falsely accusing him of rape. That's what we're being told by ABC News right now and by her lawsuit. It is also alleged battery as she seeks to hold him accountable for the sexual assault that he has long denied. Isn't that an incredible way to state that? Yes, he's denied it. There's no reason whatsoever to believe it's true, but let's frame him as guilty and just say that he's been denying it. Like he simply won't admit this thing that must definitely true because, of course, hashtag believe women. Trump's underlying sexual assault severely injured Carol, causing significant pain and suffering, lasting psychological harms, loss of dignity and invasion of her privacy. His recent defamatory statement has only added to the harm that Carol had already suffered. The lawsuit said more from Business Insider, November 24th, 2022, a new New York law lets sexual assault survivors file new lawsuits, even if the statute of limitations has expired. Here's how they describe it. Adult survivors of sexual assault in New York can now take legal action against their alleged attackers, even if the statute of limitations on the crime has expired. The Adult Survivors Act, which New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed into law in May, went into effect on Thursday. It gives survivors a one-year window to file civil suits against individuals they accuse of sexual abuse, regardless of how far in the past that abuse occurred. The law also lets survivors sue organizations like schools, businesses, and religious institutions that were allegedly complicit in any wrongdoing. To qualify, survivors must have been 18 years or older when the abuse occurred. A previous New York law, the Child Victims Act, extended similar rights to minors. So they put in a brand new law that basically eradicates the statute of limitations on making these sorts of claims. And immediately, E. Jean Carroll files her new suit. They basically give everybody a one-year window and say, hey, if you have sexual abuse in the past, if you have a claim that you want to make, doesn't matter how long ago it was, 
you are welcome to bring it forward. The statutes of limitations do not mean anything for one year. And on the very day this happened, these are, by the way, business insider bullet points at the beginning of the article. The Adult Survivors Act went into effect on Thursday, giving survivors a one-year window to file civil suits. Next bullet point, E. Jean Carroll, who says former President Donald Trump raped her in the 1990s, sued him for defamation and battery on Thursday. And then Reed Hoffman funds her lawsuit. This new law was literally passed so that she could do this. This is the same thing that Alvin Bragg is doing in New York, essentially. And we covered this at length, a novel legal interpretation, which will allow him to take these claims that have already missed the window for the statute of limitations. He's going to attach them to other claims. And once he puts that all together, even though he can't describe the whole charge in its entirety, because, you know, of course, it's a novel legal claim and it's not going to make any sense. He still gets to charge Donald Trump with 34 felonies. They have been going after Donald Trump for anything they can come up with for nearly eight full years now. They have gotten him on absolutely none of it. Every single one of the claims they pursued has been totally discredited in full. Russia collusion, the Ukraine impeachment hoax, the Mueller report, all of these ridiculous prosecutions and investigations, none of it worked at all by the laws on the books. So now they're just avoiding using those laws. Let's just pass something else that changes the laws so that we are allowed to go after Trump again. This is truly Banana Republic stuff, and the E. Jean Carroll case is just another example of it. Now, we'll see how seriously the courts take any of this. I can't imagine it's going to work, but we are in that stage where we can see that the justice system has completely collapsed, so we'll just have to let it play out. But when people are talking about this, it's good to know what's actually going on here, because Conservative Incorporated Media, the GOP establishment, they're all out there telling everyone that we really need to take this seriously. If Trump is found to be responsible, oh, that's going to change so many things and it could happen. And of course, they claim objectivity when they're doing this. Oh, we're just giving both sides a fair hearing. It's amazing how consistently they're able to do that while always taking a never Trump position. Well, hey, you know, Trump says that all these false claims are false, but we have to at least pretend they're true until it's proven to absolutely everyone that they're false, don't we? Otherwise, we're not being fair. We're going to have to just push this thing all the way to the end as if it's true. We'll find out we're wrong. But it would look biased if we were actually saying that these false claims are false. And the really evil part of what they're doing is that they are allowing these narratives to persist and they are legitimizing these narratives in the way that they're covering them. They're insinuating that Trump actually did what he's accused of 
and that we'll see if E. Jean Carroll can get justice in court. But either way, you just have to know that Trump is legitimately accused of all these things. That's how it ends up in court, because, of course, there's no other way to bring a case to court without it being true. Right. And with this claim being, you know, at least true enough to bring to court and legitimate, of course, you got to hashtag believe women. You can just throw it on the pile with all of the other claims and say that because there are so many claims, we know Trump's character. He's the sort of person who would do this sort of thing to a bunch of different women. Therefore, it doesn't matter if the claims are actually true. There's so many of them that they must be true. And when claim after claim goes away, no one cares because there are still all the other claims. So what if Stormy Daniels owes Donald Trump now something like $625,000 for lying throughout that entire process? He's still guilty of cheating on his wife with Stormy Daniels, even though both of them say that didn't happen. These people have no principles whatsoever. Yesterday, we talked about this new issue in Sudan that has arisen over the past couple of weeks. And of course, it's not a new issue. It's just coming to light now. But Natalie Winters at warroom.org published an article this morning about exactly what's going on with the WHO and Sudan. Fauci, DOD and CDC funded deadly pathogen research at Sudanese bio lab seized by militants. Sudan's National Public Health Laboratory, whose recent seizure by militants has prompted warnings of causing a huge biological risk, received financial and personnel support from U.S. government bodies, including the Department of Defense, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and Dr. Anthony Fauci's National Institutes of Health Agency, War Room Can Reveal, and Fauci's agency at the NIH is the NIAID the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. The stunning revelation follows Nima Saeed Abid, the World Health Organization representative in Sudan, admitting the situation was extremely dangerous because, quote, we have polio isolates in the lab. We have measles isolates in the lab. We have cholera isolates in the lab. U.S. federal funding has directly supported research conducted by researchers from the high-risk laboratory into cholera. There is a huge biological risk associated with the occupation of the Central Public Health Lab in Khartoum by one of the fighting parties, he added. The lab, which is based in the country's capital, Khartoum, is a recipient of support from a variety of U.S. government agencies, including the Department of Defense, the CDC, and the U.S. agency, for International Development, that's USAID. During Dr. Fauci's tenure as a National Institutes of Health agency leader, he also allocated funds to support research involving scientists from the controversial laboratory. A pamphlet titled CDC in South Sudan, published in August 2022, reveals the extent of the government agency's involvement in the country. In May 2018, CDC supported establishment of the first viral load monitoring facility at South Sudan's National Public Health Laboratory, explains a synopsis of the CDC's involvement with the lab. A key feature of the CDC's involvement with the lab was laboratory systems strengthening, with the agency noting, 
Since 2006, CDC has partnered with the Global Fund to support South Sudan's NPHL, that's the laboratory, by strengthening laboratory infrastructure, staffing, and technical capacity. With technical support from CDC, the Ministry of Health developed and released consolidated national HIV treatment guidelines and five laboratory manuals and standard operating procedures for NPHL staff and HIV AIDS program staff, continues the CDC. Moreover, a research paper published in July 2022, Viral Load Scale-Up in South Sudan. Strategic Implementation of Tools to Monitor HIV Treatment Success Among People Living with HIV, involving the controversial Sudanese laboratory, counts financial support from the CDC through the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief. The paper includes two researchers from the NPHL, alongside four CDC researchers from the divisions of Global HIV, TB, and Healthcare Quality Promotion. The paper's acknowledgement section also identifies the U.S. Agency for International Development, U.S. Department of Defense, for providing the researchers with support, though it fails to provide any further information. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the NIAID, the NIH agency previously run by Dr. Fauci, has also funded a research paper counting researchers from Sudan's NPHL. Curiously, the 2017 paper, Dried Blood Spots for Measuring Vibrio Cholerae Specific Immune Responses focuses on cholera in Sudan, which is one of the diseases flagged by the WHO as being affected by the seizure. A researcher listed on the paper, Lul O. Dang, works for the Sudanese NPHL. This work was supported by the National Institute of Health, explains the paper. The aforementioned grants all come from the NIAID during Fauci's tenure and totals over $20 million, and she breaks it down in the article. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation were also co-funders of the study. He'd never believe it. USAID increased its collaborations with the lab during COVID-19 with a press release revealing it funded procurement of COVID-19 tests and provided equipment and designated regional laboratories to rapidly scale up testing capabilities. The revelations about U.S. government involvement in Sudan's NPHL follow similar scrutiny over support from a Hunter Biden-linked company for Ukrainian biolabs working on, quote, extremely dangerous pathogens. It also follows Dr. Fauci allocating millions of taxpayer dollars to support gain-of-function research on coronavirus strains strikingly similar to COVID-19 at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Hunter Biden-linked company she's referring to, by the way, is, of course, Metabiota. So as I mentioned yesterday, the WHO has warned the world that Sudanese militants have seized their biolab and now anything can happen because they are studying these dangerous, deadly pathogens at the Sudanese biolab the same way they were at Ukrainian biolabs and the same way they were at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And as always, the explanation is that we need to do this work around the world for some reason. And the work is all about defending us from deadly pathogens. That's what they're doing with these biolabs. They're containing them and they're studying them in order to develop vaccines and defend us from future pandemics. 
And to do so, of course, they need to create the viruses that will eventually cause the pandemics so that they know how to stop them. But that doesn't mean that they're creating bioweapons just because the pathogens they're creating can be used as bioweapons. The expectation is that they will not be weaponized unless, of course, they fall into the wrong hands. We've gone through this plenty of times before. Gain-of-function research, a.k.a. dual-use research of concern, a.k.a. directed evolution. The two uses are offensive and defensive. They say they're just defending us from pathogens. It just so happens that in doing that, they are creating these pathogens that could be weaponized, but you got to know that they will never weaponize them. And because they're the most responsible, the greatest experts in the world, the people with the most respect for the science, they would never weaponize them. But it's possible that this deadly material might fall into the wrong hands. And immediately, we are being retold a story of the exact same form that we were told a little over a year ago in early March of 2022 when Ukraine took over the Zaporozhia nuclear facility in Ukraine. We actually got told the same story when they took over Chernobyl. I guess they figured people would just invent their own story with all of their predetermined Russia hatred. If Russia takes over a nuclear facility, Chernobyl, the most disastrous nuclear facility ever. Well, surely there's a possibility of a nuclear disaster, except there wasn't. And they took over Zaporozhia. We were told that Russia was firing at the nuclear reactors. That turned out not to be true at all. And as we discussed last week, Russia is still in control of the Zaporozhia nuclear facility. But the point is, the facility was seized and we were immediately told, oh no, now what's there is in the wrong hands. In fact, that's what the story was last week as well. We found out that Joe Biden had sensitive nuclear technology and secrets in the Zaporozhia nuclear facility. And they wrote a letter to Russia telling Russia, please don't take our nuclear technology and secrets that we have there. Now, the reason I bring up this comparison is because I think that we can make an inference from this comparison. The fact that these stories are essentially the same in form indicates to me that they are running a propaganda effort to spin this in a way that tells us the people who took over this facility are the bad guys. And now if they're not stopped, we are all on the verge of a catastrophic situation. Now, the funny thing about the regime in these instances is that they actually do need to broadcast these stories to the world, even though what they're broadcasting has to be taken as a massive L for the regime. There's nothing good from a regime perspective about one of their precious bio labs being taken over by some other party. It's not their allies who took it over or else it wouldn't be a problem. They have to tell the world about this so that people on their side realize, well, there's a big problem here. We'd better empower the regime. And by that, we mean the evil twin faction of the United States and its allies to respond to this situation at the Sudanese lab. 
They're panicking about the fact that this lab has been seized. Therefore, they need to let everyone else know to panic. And as I said, this is not a new issue. This is a continuation of other issues. This is from February 11th, 2023, about two and a half months ago. Sudan military finishes review of Russian Red Sea base deal. This is ABC News. Sudan's ruling military concluded a review of an agreement with Russia to build a Navy base on the Red Sea in the African country. Two Sudanese officials said Saturday. They said the deal was awaiting the formation of a civilian government and a legislative body to be ratified before it takes effect. The officials said Moscow met Sudan's most recent demands, including providing more weapons and equipment. They cleared all our concerns. The deal has become okay from the military side, one official said. The officials did not provide further details and spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss internal deliberations. A spokesman for the Sudanese military declined to comment. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov also said Thursday the deal still needs ratification by Sudan's yet-to-be-formed legislative body. Sudan has been without a parliament since a popular uprising forced the military overthrow of longtime autocrat Omar al-Bashir in April 2019. The country has been mired in political chaos since an October 2021 military coup derailed its short-lived transition to democracy. And that's the exact same framing we discussed yesterday. They will always tell us which side is which. Obviously, the autocrats are all bad and people transitioning to our democracy are all good, at least in the eyes of people who call us domestic terrorists for not wanting our elections stolen. The deal which surfaced in December 2021 is part of Moscow's efforts to restore a regular naval presence in various parts of the globe. It was reached during al-Bashir's reign. The agreement allows Russia to set up a naval base with up to 300 Russian troops and to simultaneously keep up to four Navy ships, including nuclear powered ones in the strategic Port Sudan on the Red Sea. The base would ensure the Russian Navy's presence in the Red Sea and the Indian Ocean and spare its ships the need for long voyages to reach the area, according to Viktor Bondarev, the former Russian Air Force chief. In exchange, Russia is to provide Sudan with weapons and military equipment. The agreement is to last 25 years with automatic extensions for 10 year periods if neither side objects. In June 2021, Sudan's chief of general staff, General Mohammed Othman Al Hussein, told a local television station that Khartoum would review the agreement. In February last year, General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, commander of the powerful paramilitary rapid support forces, held talks with senior Russian officials in Moscow. Upon his return from the week-long trip, Degallo said his country didn't have objections to Russia or any other country, establishing a base on its territory as it poses no threat to Sudan's national security. If any country wants to open a base and it is in our interests and doesn't threaten our national security, we have no problem dealing with anyone, Russian or otherwise, he said. So once again, we have a situation where the global regime and the evil twin faction in the United States, as currently represented by the fake president, has a whole lot of bad things going on in foreign countries. U.S. Defense Department, U.S. government funded biolabs. 
experimenting with deadly pathogens. And we have the ability of the evil twin faction, the global regime faction within those countries to protect that work they're doing in those biolabs, slowly slipping away into the hands of one of our adversaries. And we are now in the phase of watching the regime and watching the illegitimate administration attempt to respond and take back what they believe to be theirs. If recent history is any guide, that will be an absolute, complete and total failure. And at that point, the global regime will be removed from their bioweapons program in yet another country. Again, the same struggle is taking place across the entire world. The global regime and the sovereign nationalist leaders of this world are engaged in direct conflict. One side will win, one side will lose. If you're the global regime and you had gotten so close to completing your plan for full control over the world, right down to the ability to restrict the individual personal liberty of every citizen of this planet. And all of a sudden you began losing all of your assets, all of your strongholds, all of the ability to wield that power while the citizens of the world wake up to exactly what it is you're doing. You would probably be panicking. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And I know, I know people think the regime is very powerful and can never be defeated anywhere. Except that's not true. And we've seen it in countries like Myanmar. We have these little nations with their militaries being able to stand up to the threat of the global regime and maintain their hold on the countries after removing the corrupt global leaders like Obama, Soros and Clinton ally in Myanmar, Suu Kyi, after she had stolen the country's election and was installed as president. Now she's in prison and will probably never get out. And George Soros has been cut off from Myanmar. If you are paying attention to what's going on around the world and looking at it through the proper lens, understanding this battle, not to be between parties or between countries, but between a global regime and a decentralized network of sovereign national leaders and the sovereign citizens who support them. You can see that the job is actually being finished. It's just not the one that Joe Biden set out to do. Now, there are a couple of new Twitter files releases, but I want to spend adequate time on them. So we will leave it here for today. And I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. In my mind, that's the end game. If you're listening to this episode for free, you can support me and support the show and the work I do by signing up for a paid subscription at I'mYourModerator.Substack.com. You can do so for as low as $50 a year or $5 a month comes out to under a quarter per episode and you'll blast right through the paywall for all of the writing. The merch store is www.cancelcouture.com and you can find everything else by heading to Linktree, linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you soon 
out on the range. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!